0: Well, Perry Manassian was interviewed at the winter meetings and was really incredibly candid. He spoke about Otani and his future, Rendon and his performance, and then he teased something pretty big. So, we're going to dissect it all. We're going to guess what it means. We're going to start spreading rumors. It's going to be awesome. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels.
1: You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
0: day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game
1: starts. Happy Friday to you, and thank you for being here with us. On Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day, you've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. You know, Mike, as fans of this team for many, 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 many years, uh, I can't say that I've not been more excited than than this offseason, I think, with, with some of the moves that we've been making. And the winter meetings were actually pretty interesting As well, especially the money given out this offseason, this winter meetings, all those big free agent signings that they did. Yeah, it was like $2 billion combined was like all the future uh, contract and salaries that were signed.
0: Did you see the tweet? Uh, I remember who it was, but it was a, kind of a big-name person, and they said, all right, let me get this straight. MLB contract, here's the average, and it was a high million-dollar average. Mm-hmm. Then it said football contract, here's the average. NBA contract, here's the average. And then it said NHL, 17 bucks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they just don't make the money in the NHL. And those guys
1: get the <laughs> heck beat out of them in the NHL, too. They so. do, yeah. We, want, we do. want to talk about the winter meetings, kind of put a little bow on it because it is the Christmas season, and Perry Manassian was interviewed during the winter meetings and he was on mlb network and he had a lot of great things to say and one of those things was just the fact that he was very candid about this team he was very open and honest about his role what they are setting out to accomplish this offseason some areas where he failed last season in terms of having depth and providing that for the team and and he was very honest and open, and and that's something I really like to see is just transparency from Perry Manassian and being able to admit, yeah, you know what? I, I, I fell short in terms of yeah. rounding out the middle of this team. So we want to talk about some of the things that he spoke about. And first, let's talk about Perry Manassian on Tyler Anderson. He said that they signed him because he is more than a great pitcher. He's a great yeah. clubhouse guy, and he brings a great presence to this team. And I like this one. He knows how to win, and he has been around a winner because of last year and being on the Dodgers. So I thought that those were some great things that he had to say about uh, Tyler Anderson.
0: Uh, He's got an edge, is what Perry said. He's got an edge and a toughness on the mound. And and I love these words. We've used them often on this pod. But he's going to grind, and he's going to work hard, and he's going to do what is necessary to help this team win. Johnny, I think that Perry got Tyler Anderson – at just the right time. Because with Mm -hmm. all of these contracts that are being handed out right now, Mm -hmm. I mean, if Tyler waited, I wonder if he could have gotten another 10 to $20 million because of how much money is being spent. And here's the thing that I really loved what Perry said about Tyler is that he's going to be around these young starters and they're very impressionable. And Mm -hmm. Tyler's a great leader and he's going to help them improve. Uh, When when Mark Gubazo was talking with us, he actually mentioned how this team got better. Those young pitchers got better because they're constantly talking to each other and they're yeah. constantly evaluating their performance and they're asking questions. What'd you throw there? Why did he miss that? And what Perry said is Tyler Anderson is that type of guy. He'll come off the mound and he's, he's not so focused that you can't talk to him. He's not Max Scherzer. He can come off the mound and then the young guys can ask, ask him questions and and Mm -hmm. really get some clarity as to why he's doing what he's doing. He's a a soft contact guy. And Mm -hmm. what Perry said was, as a pitcher, Tyler Anderson, as a pitcher, he's going to cause a lot of hitters to put the ball in the air, which is great at night in Anaheim, because (laughs) you're not going to be able to really hit that ball very hard. Now, during the day, he might have a bit of an issue because the air feels really thin when it's sunny there, right? Like on a on a Sunday, or maybe that mid-afternoon Wednesday game when they're trying to yeah. get away. But if if he pitches mainly at night in Anaheim, I think he's going to be really successful because last season he had a lot of ba- of batters off balance with mm-hmm. his soft contact and and them making contact and then it's it's popping up in the air. Perry also said that that Tyler will slot in as the number two starter as of right now, unless they make some other moves. Johnny, I really like this move. I'm excited about this move. And when we look at the moves that are being made around the league, here's what I really am impressed with when it comes to Perry, especially getting Tyler Anderson. Our former GM with the Mets is just throwing out a bunch of money and signing a bunch of guys, right? <laughs> and and what... Perry's doing is actually piecing together a, a well-rounded team and hmm. you you made the you made the statement we're, we've been around for a long time and we're excited about this team I think what we're excited about is we haven't seen a GM put together a well-rounded team since mm-hmm. the early 2000s right mm-hmm. Bill Stoneman was really great at getting the right players the right pieces and getting us what we need to be successful. And so I am really appreciative in how Perry's put this team together, especially getting a guy like Tyler Anderson, who you were were wanting earlier this year in your GM <laughs> episode, you talked about that. So Johnny, as you as we read these quotes from Perry, does this make you more excited about Tyler Anderson? What, what stirs up in your heart, in your mind, as you hear about the, the type of guy that we have on our team now?
1: I like that Perry said that he has an edge and a toughness on the mound. And with a lot of the young guys, I think you, you are starting to see that. I think Patrick Sandoval is an example. He does get a little emotional in terms of displaying what's frustrating to him. But I know that he goes out there and he is just laser-focused on pitching. But edge and toughness and a guy who doesn't have a very hard-throwing fastball reminds me of my favorite pitcher, Ding Jared Weaver, Jared Weaver. who was not going to throw a fastball by you at 98, yeah, of course. He's, yeah. He was he was low 90s for most of his career and then high 80s for the back half of his career, but he was still effective because his off-speed stuff was so great. And I think that with Tyler Anderson, you think about that changeup that he's got, that really changed with the Dodgers. I think he's going to bring that to the table next season. And to have an edge and a toughness on the mound Mike, there's so many intangibles that we don't see outside of the stats. We can look at StatCast, we can look at fan graphs, we can look at baseball reference and try to get a picture of what this guy is going to bring to the table, but I think what Perry says is interesting. Like, the young guys are going to glean information off of him. He's going to take what he learned with the Dodgers last year and bring it to the table this year and possibly provide that to some of the young guys and make them better by virtue of it. So there's a lot of intangibles that we don't see when it comes to signing players. And I think that Perry did a good job of defining that and making that clear on MLB Network the other day when he was being interviewed. This makes me excited for Tyler Anderson more than I was already excited to have him because he just made sense for this rotation and at the cost that we got him for the three years $39 39 million 13 million a year. Yeah. That was a steal, man. And considering, I mean, look at the money Andrew Heaney got for right, right. the Rangers. Yeah. And who would have guessed that he would be able to get that much money? So all of that to say, I'm very excited to have Tyler Anderson. How about you? I'm really excited
0: to have him because he does help solidify the starting rotation and he brings a leadership to this team. And Mm -hmm. we have him for three years, John. This isn't a Mm -hmm. a slide in and slide out. And then are we going to be able to have him next year, right? Like this is going to be the conversation we're going to have over the next three seasons. Man, I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that Tyler's on this team. And it's great that he's following up Shohei. And what a leader he's been for Reed Detmers and Patrick Sandoval. I mean, we're going to be able Mm -hmm. to talk about that. And it's not going to be, should we extend him? Should we bring him back? Kind of like what it was (laughs) with Noah Syndergaard and Michael Lorenzen last season. So I'm super stoked about this move. I'm I'm glad that we got him. And I I think he's really going to be an excellent pitcher for us in 2023.
1: I agree. So uh, that's a great insight into Tyler Anderson that Perry Manassian provided us. And I'm happy that he provided some more details into the signing and just what Tyler Anderson brings to the table for the Halos in 2023.
0: Coming up on today's show, Perry Manassian said it's early in the off season and we haven't seen Santa yet. So two questions. One, Perry believes in Santa? And two, what does that mean for the halos? We're going to talk that through. Lockdown On Angels is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Friends, can we can we just pause the pod for just a second? Because I want to talk about the newest Built Bars reimagined for the Christmas season. And they're not just Christmas flavors from Built Bars. There's the Cookie Dough Topper. There's the Coconut Brownie Bar. There's the Coconut Brownie Topper. And there's the White Chocolate Peppermint Granola. I'm getting hungry just reading this. Sign me up. Yes. Let's go. Built got creative. <laughs> And they love us, and they're sharing their creativity with us. These bars and puffs and granola bars are delicious and more filling because they're insanely tasty. And and John and I aren't just being paid to talk about Built Bars. We actually have been... Um, incentivized by them sending us built Bars or manipulated. I'm not sure what word you want me to use there, but they're, they are delicious. I've had them and I have my favorites and these ones might become my new favorites. And because it's Christmas time, they've also created the Candy Cane Brownie Puff. So for anyone who hasn't tried built Bars yet, you need to. They're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. With 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, low sugar, and only 130 calories, you can sink your teeth into a built bar, and that first bite will change your life. There will be the time before you try these bars, and then there's going to be the time after, and you're going to be hooked because they are so delicious. John, my oldest daughter, traveled recently, and the area that she traveled to, she met some new friends, and there are built bar signs all around. And she really? mentioned how built bar is a sponsor of Locked On Angels, and they went. Locked on Angels, like with Mike and John Frisch. And so they knew us <laughs> in a whole nother state. So we're grateful for all the
1: listeners. Did she also mention how she stole your built bars when they uh, got delivered they to you? They didn't you have
0: enough for time for that conversation.
1: Ah, but you
0: don't have to steal your own built bars, you can actually purchase your built bars. At built.com and use our promo code lockedon15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, get 15% off of your order right now using our promo code lockedon15 at checkout. Go to built.com today and remember, built, you gotta try this.
1: Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. I saw Stacey Gotsoulis from Locked On Yankees. Talking with Peter Bukowski over on Locked On Sports today about the Aaron Judge signing Ooh. and uh, just how exciting that is for Yankee fans. So, Locked On Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, it's inevitable anytime Perry Manassian talks about the Halos, as much as he may want to talk about how he's putting this team together. They're going to ask him about the unicorn, the greatest of Mm -hmm. all time, Shohei Otani. I loved that the first thing that he said, and this is a quote. This is not me manipulating this quote. This is (laughs) Harry Manassian saying, Otani isn't going anywhere and that he's going to be an angel moving forward and into the future. And so... I love that he was very candid about that. And then we shared this on yesterday's show. Perry said that his kids love Shohei and his kids won't talk to him if he lets Shohei get away. And <laughs> we won't fantastic. talk to him either, right? Like we're going to be mad right. at him. No matter if we win the World Series and Shohei's gone, we're still going to be upset, right? And so <laughs> I, exactly. I love that he said this about Shohei. And, and then Johnny, he talked a lot about Shohei the player mm-hmm. and the time that he puts in, the energy that he puts in. So why don't you talk a bit about that?
1: Yeah, Perry Manassian said, on Otani, the player. Nobody is more committed to their craft. Otani is never satisfied. You can hear that in his offseason interviews. Perry felt it was important to free him up and let him play his game, which is why they were Not putting any limitations or restrictions on how often he pitched or how often he would hit you know the 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 inclination is oh let's give him a day off after he pitches because he needs some rest but Otani wants to go back out there and and hit the next day and so he he feels up for it and they're like okay whatever you want and that's why I'm not concerned about him possibly getting more innings pitched in 2023 I think that's only going to be a benefit to the team and to Otani to be honest and Perry said that He is happy. Otani is going to play for Japan in the World Baseball Classic. If you didn't know that, uh, yeah, Otani is going to be on Team Japan. He will pitch and he will hit. However, they're not sure if they want to use him as a starter or possibly a closer uh, with Team Japan. So that would be kind of fun to see as well. And think about it. If Team USA and Team Japan face off at some point, we're going to get a Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani matchup, hopefully. That would just be... The, the coolest thing to see in the world baseball classic.
0: It's interesting. They're talking about him as a closer, because I know that a lot of people, when Otani was hurt and couldn't pitch, a lot of people were saying that that's probably the best way hmm. to use Shohei as he is hitting and as he is pitching. And, and everybody they were had all wrong. These, right. All these great <laughs> ideas. And yes, they were wrong. John, can we talk about that quote? Otani will be an angel going forward. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's been a lot of discussion or at least some discussion They've talked about what the future would look like. It also sounds like money isn't going to be a factor Hmm. in signing Shohei Otani. And something that that caught my attention and I know caught your attention was we were one of the finalists for Wilson Contreras, Mm -hmm. who signed with the Cardinals, a catcher Mm -hmm. who signed with the Cardinals, five years, 86, 87 million dollars, which means that we've got some money to spend if we were a finalist for that guy. And... It makes me think that we're going to make some more moves. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a moment. But when it comes to Shohei and giving resource to Shohei, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a limitation right. moving forward. And so if we become the San Diego Padres and just offer money to everybody that moves, <laughs> then it might actually be a really exciting season. And maybe we're not even going to have to worry about Shohei hitting free agency because the Angels are going to are going to lock him up this season.
1: Yeah, I know Contreras signed just the other day, and it was reported by a Cardinals writer that the Angels were one of the teams in on him, and he eventually was won out by the Cardinals. And that got people asking the question, okay, if they were in on Contreras and they're sitting where they're sitting in terms of the luxury tax salary, a Contreras move probably would have put them over or at least up to the luxury tax of 233 million. I wonder when this occurred during the off season. I wonder if the Uh, Angels had an earlier bid and perhaps some money moved around at some point and now they were closer to the luxury tax than they were when they offered Contreras a deal sure. but i could be wrong it could have been recent and it could have been a move that they were going to go over the luxury tax but i really think that money isn't a factor for the angels i think that they will do everything that they can to keep otani in anaheim especially new ownership who's coming in they're going to want to keep otani here and mike what right. what stands out to me about the aaron judge deal is that 9 year 360 million dollar deal which is insane but the guy bet on himself and he earned like 147 million more dollars than he would have if he had signed with the Yankees at the beginning of 2022. To me, that is an interesting contract to look at because, and, and quite frankly, all of these deals that are being signed are interesting to look at because you notice how they're all a lot of years. They yeah. are taking all of these players, Bogarts, uh, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, they're taking them all to age 39, 40, 41, and it's because these teams want to win in the first half of those contracts. And they want mm-hmm. these guys locked down for the first half of those contracts. Whatever happens, you know, in the back 10 years uh, is not a big deal because you're you're assuming it's going to get you to the playoffs. You're assuming it's going to get you at least a World Series run, maybe even a trophy. And And then it's like, OK, we got our trophy with Trey Turner. We got our trophy with Bogarts. We're good. You know, Bogarts yeah, can right. can can suck the rest of his career. He won't, but that's all of that to say. Otani is going to get all these crazy offers of yeah. ten years, uh, five hundred million dollars. He's going to be the highest-paid player in history. And yeah. if it's if it's a long-term deal, it could be the biggest contract of all time. If it's somehow a short-term deal, it's going to be the highest annual average value of all time. And I think the Angels with new ownership will be in the best position to get it done once they are in at the beginning of the season, once everything settles, the dust settles, even if it's May, that new ownership comes in. They still have the rest of the, the season to work out a deal with Otani, and if worse comes to worst, they'll be in position at the end of the season to work out a deal with Otani. And then I think the other factor is, are they going to win? Are the Angels going to be able to win and give Otani some incentive for staying So that's that's kind of a question I have on my mind. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I, I think that winning is going to be the number one priority for Shohei Ohtani. We've read and heard from uh, Perry Manassian that Mike Trout and Shohei are checking in to see what he's doing this offseason, what players you're bringing in. And so obviously that's going to be a priority. And yeah, he's going to get a really big contract. I think the thing that has been different for Angel fans, I know it's been different for me, is not being worried about, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to afford this and afford that and be mm-hmm. able to win? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not having to trade this for that. We're going to be able to say, we can do both. It's it's a both and for us. We're, mm-hmm. We can pay Otani and then we know that we're going to win. And right. so um, I'm thrilled with what we're going to be able to do with him. I'm thrilled that we actually can see the team a bit differently with this potential new owner and how Perry is handling things. Uh, I feel like everything is up and to the right, at least right now, with Shohei Otani. <laughs> Perry Manassi and Johnny was talking to uh, MLB Network and he brought up Anthony Rendon. And Anthony is one of the bigger questions on this team. And Perry said that Anthony is feeling good, like he should, and a very intelligent player. He was talking a lot about how Rendon sees the game in a really unique way. Rendon really is a great leader. He's a guy that Perry has been bouncing ideas off of. In fact, when he was mm-hmm. being interviewed, he said, yeah, I, I literally was just texting Anthony Rendon like mm-hmm. 10 seconds ago. And so they've been talking a lot. And the thing that he said that caught my attention was Perry thinks that Rendon is going to be the comeback player of the year.
1: And Gooby did too the other day on the show. Yep. Gooby, Gooby brought up Rendon and said, I know he's been hurt the last two years, but but when he's Healthy and comes back out there. Like he wants to win. He wants to be healthy. He wants to be on the field. So that was encouraging to hear too. And
0: his injuries have been uncommon injuries, and that's that's the thing that I I think we have to hold out hope for is that Mm. these aren't just like you know baseball injuries. It's just been kind of kind of like random weird injuries, and (laughs) and so that could be a really good factor for Rendon this next season. Listen, I know that we are are the Super Halo positive brothers, and we like to think and look on the bright side. But I, I really I really am thinking and looking on the bright side when it comes to Anthony Rendon. And having him around, I think, is just a benefit for this team because yeah. Perry also said he's mature, he's got a great aptitude, he's a leader and an influencer. One of the best things that I heard him say was that Rendon just needs to give other players a look and they'll adjust,
1: right? That's fantastic. Yeah, I love that leadership. I know what that skill. is.
0: I know what that is. You've done that to me. <laughs> yes, on the on the softball field and in life, haven't we? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Johnny, you think that that Rendon is going to have a healthy year? And and if he does have a healthy year, what sort of numbers do you think Anthony Rendon might put up? Like, if you had to take a shot in the dark, what would be a stat line in your opinion if he's fully healthy?
1: I think he's going to hit something like two seventy to two eighty if he's fully healthy he'll probably have maybe 15 to 18 home runs I don't think that he's been the home run hitter that he or I should say I don't think he will be the home run hitter he was with the Nationals not that he was much of a a home run guy I think that he's still gonna get All those extra base hits, he's going to hit tons of doubles. He's going to move runners over. He's going to come through in the clutch. He's got some really good batting averages with runners in scoring position. Even in the short window that he had last year, he's coming through when it counts. So uh, if if they can get guys on in front of him, and he's got a great on-base percentage as well, I think all around he's going to have a successful year. Just got to stay healthy. Just has to be able to stay healthy on the field and it's been 2 years in a row and that really sucks because right, in right. 2020 he looked like a stud and i know it was 60 games he didn't play all 60 games but extrapolate that out to 162 and he could really do something special next season so i think that he'll have a solid season again it's all about health it's all about keeping him on the field if he's got to take a day off you now have sufficient backups to play third in Gio Urshela you might even let Renhifo go over to third every now yep. and then as well. So yep. uh, I, I think that the, the Angels are in a much better place. John, you
0: mentioned this earlier that he's, Perry has been working on and concentrating on building the middle of the roster, which mm-hmm. makes sense why we haven't gone after that big name free agent. And mm-hmm. with all the money and the years that are being handed out, that <laughs> that feels like a long-term commitment unless you're going to get mm-hmm. somebody that you know is going to be really effective for uh, uh, numerous years. And perhaps they're just saving it for Shohei when he's a free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the thing that he mentioned that really stood out was he said it's early in the off season and we haven't seen Santa yet as (laughs) if to say like, there is, there's, there's some gifts coming. So Mm. if you, if you could tease out what Perry said there, and if you could create some rumors that are untrue, this is John MZ right now. Okay. So
1: (laughs) what, what do you think that means? We haven't seen Santa yet. Okay. If, if I'm being blunt, it's, it's not Christmas yet like <laughs> like there's a lot of off season to go right like that could very well mean what it means and he's just saying hey it's still early we haven't passed December 25th yet uh but if I'm gonna be imaginative here and this is what we want think, <laughs> this is what we want we want wild we want to speculate wildly yes and come up with all kinds of nonsense Mike I think that they will get a big free agent signing I think that okay. will be the final bow on the present I think Something's coming down the line if, if, and Perry's, Perry's working on it. I don't know if it's Kodai Singa. Mm. I know a lot of people think Dansby Swanson. And at this point, Dansby and Correa are the only two shortstops out there. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, Kodai is a great move. Somehow they get Carlos Rodon. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility as well. So again, I'm speculating wildly. Sure. But it seems like Perry has the permission to make that big move and, and go over the luxury tax yeah. because this has just been such a different offseason than what we've had before since he has rounded out the middle of of the team in terms of those players who can step up and step in when somebody goes down. You think about Gio Urshela as a type of move that helps these angels withstand injuries, that, that brings versatility, guys who can play all over the field. I mean, Jared Walsh is a stud first baseman, but Perhaps we'll see him in the outfield at some point. And Mm. I know they've got Ward and Renfro and Trout, but you never know what's going to happen. And so versatility and using those guys all over the field is stuff that Perry has done well. But I just think the the Santa move is that last big signing that the Angels are going to make. I'm really looking forward to seeing what that's going to be. What do you think it means?
0: I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think it's going to be a shortstop. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be Dansby Swanson. Mm -hmm. and the reason why I think that is because doesn't Dansby feel like he just fits in this team
1: Hmm. Uh, Carlos
0: Correa doesn't feel like he does right like and because he was an astro and and because they cheated in 2017 he's not going to go to the dodgers he's not going to come near la right dansby feels like a gritty gutty kind of david Eckstein, gary disarcina type of player orlando cabrera right and and so i can see him making that move he's the cheaper option and so i think that dansby swanson will be a halo by the time spring training starts
1: maybe by the time we post this video or in this episode huh how about that (laughs)
0: Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They share some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, be sure to give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter to keep up with the show and everything angels and of course at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You're gonna wanna do that because Mike, on Monday it's a
0: Mailbag Monday right here on Locked On Angels. So yeah, tweet at us and comment below this video send us a direct message or you can even call us and let us hear the sultry sounds of your voice 714-409-6396 we would love to hear from you and know that you are a real human listening to locked on angels from mailbag monday on monday on locked on angels
1: get in our mailbag all right y'all i hope you have a great weekend until then my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john that's gonna do it for this episode of locked on angels and we'll see you on monday